Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. We are doing it with style. It's Star Style. Be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. Hello, hello. I am your host, your lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America in Empowerment Channel. And we believe here that you have everything you need to be the writer, director, producer, and star of your own life. And the best shortcut of all is to live your dreams and know that you have already arrived. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are and the big Moraga Fair booth with book giveaways and autographs and all kinds of very, very cool literacy-inspired goodies and lots of freebies for the kids is brought to you by Michael Verbrugge Construction, who is a sponsor. You can find more information at bethestarur.org. This is from Carolyn Mice. It is not what we choose that is important. It is the reason we choose it. And I love that because it is such a perfect intro to our show today that I'm calling the three C's, although that choosing is the fourth. We're going to be talking about color, chakras, and college. First of all, colors affect everything we do from our attention spans to productivity. They affect our emotions and they evoke uh, all kinds of feelings in us, plus they enhance our world. And that is coming up right here in our segment one. But I'm very excited about segment two when Johanna Maghul will join us. She is a literary agent, but she's going to be here talking to us about chakras because she has organized a really phenomenal uh, conference called the Complete Chakra Clearing Conference coming up April 7th through 9th at the Embassy Suites in San Rafael, California. And we want to find out everything about it so that we can facilitate healing and profound change right here on our beautiful globe. And then finally in segment three, 
for all of you who are juniors or getting ready for that whole college experience. We're going to talk about what do college admissions officers look at when they are evaluating which student will be best suited for their higher learning establishment. So we have a fabulous show for you. Sit back, grab your cup of tea, and remember to shine and be the star you are because we will be here with you every step of the way. Well, let's talk about color because all, everyone has color in their life. Even if you think you are a black, white, or gray person, there are, is still color, and color impacts us on a human scale. It activates our senses. It also has a physiological effect on us, whether it's for hunger, rest, creativity, or even trust among people and things. I mean, color can change our moods, and that's what's very exciting about color. It can increase our stress, and it can make us tired, or it can put our active minds to rest help us meditate, and help us be more relaxed. For over uh, two decades, besides doing garden design, which I'm still doing, I also did interior design, and I still do it for select clients. And the, the experience with color is just so great that we really do need to understand it. When it comes to popular colors for rooms, activity levels, and the purpose of the room, it really can affect selections. In classrooms and activity centers, active colors like red or yellow, they stimulate the brain. They get you going. They make you think. They create visual interest, and they aid in a way to find answers uh, to the problems or the challenges that you might have. Now, bright colors can affect your attention span. They can affect your productivity. Uh, They can also sometimes cause eye strain. Uh, You've probably seen that when you have those bright lights shining on you or you're looking at a computer all day. So different colors need to be used in different ways. You know, if you're going to be sleeping or eating, you want either calming colors you don't want to have be in a place that it's going to make you overeat which is interesting because lots of restaurants use colors that will enhance your appetite thus you will order more so let's look at the what different colors do and uh, and how they can affect us and we can thank the American Society of Interior Design and our current president Kathleen, who has really shared her experience with color and her knowledge uh, that she's worked with with other industry um, professionals as well. So I want to start with my very favorite color. Well, actually, I have several favorite colors, but, you know, especially in the garden world, one of my very favorite colors my whole life has been purple. I have always thought it's not just a royal color but it is just always made me feel good when I wear it I get a lot of compliments and for some reason I just feel like I'm able to bring the divine into my life when I wear purple and I remember as a young girl reading that poem when I get old I'll wear more purple and I was pretty young when I read that poem and I thought you know what, I'm not going to wait till I'm old. I'm going to just start wearing purple now. And if people ask me why, I'm going to say because I'm old (laughs) and I want to really enjoy it. So what does purple really do? It stimulates your brain activity. It, um, it, it, lavender and violet are known for being very calming, particularly 
among older women. So, you know, maybe that was always a calming effect for me, even as a child. Now, for centuries, it has signified nobility, royalty, grace, as well as it is a color of spirituality and wisdom. I know that back in the 1980s, when uh, my cur- I signed with my current acting agent, my talent agent for commercials and film, Stars the Agency, their logo was a like a pyramid triangle in purple. And I thought as soon as I saw that, having I was transferring from one agent to another and they were just opening their doors. I was like the first person they signed. And I thought, okay, this is the right agent for me. They have the right logo and they have the right colors. So it's interesting how colors can make even mend a relationship or enhance a relationship or create a relationship. Now, surveys show that those who favor purple do so because they associate it with flowers and horticulture, which is something I do. My new book, Growing uh, with the Goddess Gardener, it features purples and greens. It's also a color of power, luxury, and pride. And um, I think those are all really positive things. Now, pink is a very, very uh, palette of color. It suppresses anxiety and aggression. It provides feelings of warmth, caring, tenderness, self-worth, love, and expectance. And depending on the chroma, it can be stimulating or it can be calming. Now, I have always felt that pinks are, you know, pinks and uh, peaches and apricot colors are great in bedrooms because they really help soothe their and they just help you have a good night's sleep um it's sometimes used in jail cells evidently and it calms inmates i have never designed a jail cell so i couldn't really say but uh, the pinks and purples are often seen to be pretty and feminine but i love the fact today that men are feeling very very um um powerful in wearing pinks and purple. I love to see men in pinks and purple. So a lot of times purple can take the place of black when a warmer color, you know, is uh, preferred. Now, gray is also a popular choice because it's soothing, it's neutral, and it really goes with just about everything. Cool grays have more blue, warm grays, of course, would have more yellow, but they are neutrals with uh, almost any other color. I love to mix grays with purples or pinks or, or, or blues or greens. I love gray, white, and black together. I love gray, white, um, black, and red together. They are really great, which brings me to my next very favorite color, which is red. And this is like the number one color for marketing in the arena of entertainment, food, sports. Guess why? It increases our blood pressure, our heart rates. It energizes us, excites us, and it can prompt impulsive decisions. Now, in a restaurant, it makes you hungry. So if you want, you can obviously paint your kitchen red. However, you may overeat. (laughs) Now, it has been shown to impair achievement tasks and motivation because it's often associated with a failure uh, in the scholastic realm. And for that reason, it's probably not the best choice for a child's bedroom. Researchers have found that time in a red room is perceived to be so much longer than time spent in a green room. Also, 
red uh, psychologically can evoke thoughts of fire. You know, it's a passion color. It's a powerful color. Also, red is the color of love and energy and sex and blood and lust. And, um, of course, we always associate red with anger as well. So you just have to be careful on how you use red. But I have used, I have red, um, not a fire engine red, but more of a kind of a purpley red, I guess, in my office. And absolutely love it and find that it really does stimulate our, um, our, 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 our minds, you know, and when we're brainstorming, we come up with really good ideas. Now, white is a confluence of all the colors in the spectrum, and it is an essence color. It is the the presence of light. It evokes the thought of purity, simplicity. It is clean. It's modern. It's also calming, although I find sometimes that white is can be too stark. It has been a popular choice for kitchens and bathrooms, although I personally don't like it in a bathroom. I think that white in a bathroom usually kind of just, it jumps out at me. I much prefer a a softer color. Um, It shows that people like bathrooms that actually have a warmer coloration, and that's really from a design standpoint. So, yeah, you know, you could have white fixtures, but then maybe use some warmer stones in your bathroom. Now, yellow, it's a really popular color. It has a broad appeal because it actually is the easiest color on the eye, and it relates to sunshine, something that I think most of us love, warmth, happiness, and optimism. And when uh, people don't have any idea what color, usually they respond best to yellows, like a very pale yellow or a buttery yellow. Yellow is said to increase creativity, and it's so warm, very often you'll find it like in country, you know, country homes and country style interiors, and you find it in kitchens a lot too. Now, blue is psychologically known as the most calming and the most soothing of all the colors, and studies have proven that blue is the favorite color for almost anyone across the globe. So if you're ever on a game show and you don't know the answer to what's the favorite color, just say blue, you probably will be right. Um, I love blue as well, but my favorite blue is an aqua blue. I I love the color of the Caribbean ocean. I like the color of the sea, you know, that really, really pretty, pretty turquoise. That's the blue that I like. And now blue's lower blood pressure. It lowers the the body temperature. And blue is the uh, the color that represents relaxation, peace, calm, and tranquility. Thus, it is very popular for bedrooms. But it's probably not a great choice for your dining room. It, um, As I said, for me, um, I actually designed a room that I call sea, sand, sky and it's all those um all those colors it is the colors of sand and the colors of sea and the colors of sky and it's that's really a pretty room now let's get to orange i don't want to run out of time because we're almost going to get to our guest orange was named in the 13th century prior to that if you can remember this it was called ghoul red which means yellow red orange is uplifting it's very popular right now it's also associated with fruit you know and vitamins uh, like you know oranges and it has higher levels of mental activity although orange can cause some aggression and 
It is known that if you want to get like physically motivated, you want to exercise, maybe you want to have orange. It's not a good choice for relaxation because orange psychologically induces thoughts about, you know, movement and getting going. It also has um, uh, has kind of it imbibes you with tropical locales. Uh, you know, if you go to like some of the Caribbean places or the South Pacific, you'll see a lot of oranges. Now, this is a funny thing, but supposedly chocolate tastes best in an orange or cream colored cup. I have no idea why that is, but that is like a wife's tale. But I love wife's tales. Black. It is the symbolic color of authority, of power, also of luxury, of couture, and of intelligence. And when it's paired with a brighter color, it provides depth and formality. And you can pair it with bright colors, and then it could be more aggressive. Of course, every woman has to have her little black dress or several of them. People look really great in black, and you can throw that little scarf around it or, you know, augment it with a piece of... um, kind of, you know, glittery, glamorous jewelry, and you just look great. Objects that are painted black are perceived to weigh more than those that are painted any other color. Now, you do have to be careful, though, with black because black is also the color of death. It's also the color of mourning and sadness and seriousness and darkness and, you know, the black hole and negativity and the void. So, Although it's a color that's always in style, we have to just be very careful with it because we're never quite sure how long uh, how how long black is going to be or what it's going to be for. So how we think and feel is definitely an energetic vibration that affects our bodies. Thus, the colors we choose can be as therapeutic as medicine. So color is more than just meets the eye. So be careful with your color therapy and just remember that everything has colors and colors can actually define you. When we come back from break, the amazing Johanna will be with us and I'm so excited to talk to her. You've been listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Shine brightly and we'll be right back with Johanna. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. 
Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling. Well, thank you, my power partners, for staying with me right here on Star Style Be the Star You Are, where we bring you the pioneers on the planet, the success experts who can catapult you to the stars and help you to land on them. Star Style is coming to you live, and as always, I am thrilled to be your lifestyle coach and empowerment architect right here on the Voice America Network. Well, I am so excited to introduce you to my dignified guest for today, Johanna Magel, who is a literary agent with Waterside Productions, assisting nonfiction authors with her decades of experience as a technologist and business analyst. She's also spearheading a first-ever Complete Chakra Conference, bringing together enlightened souls who are going to help activate profound change in this world and encourage and facilitate healing. Welcome, Johanna, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. Gra- grateful to be here. Well, we are have so much to talk about because, first of all, I am absolutely uh, so appreciative and thrilled that you are going to be shepherding my next literary project, Growing with the Goddess Gardener through the publishing maze. I really am uh, really very excited about this collaboration and in your bio you are described as a technologist and business analyst and while we've been chatting these last few weeks I have learned that you are also a grand juggler of life (laughs) you're not only a literary agent you're a wife and you who helps her husband in his business you're the mom of three kids and now you are the orchestrator of this groundbreaking conference so Tell us what's a technologist, and how do you keep all those balls in the air? All right. Well, where, gee, where do I start? Um, well, you know, the balls in the air—they have a—they have a rhythm to it, I would say. Um, and there's, there's, although it may, it may appear somewhat discombobulated when you look at it in one sense. Um, the, the segue from, uh, from technology for me into becoming a literary agent had, had an arc to it. And in uh, in 2007, I got I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I went through the full uh, traditional Western treatment of chemotherapy and all that good stuff. And wow. um, yeah, and I but but to be honest, it was very transformative for me. I mean, I, I definitely came out of it not the same person I went into it. And um, uh, everyone close to me would attest to that. It you know it had its ups and downs, but but ultimately, I I wrote a book myself and. Um, had you know had the great experience of um, of kind of getting to know that world, the world of of writers and um, publishers and and all of that. And while I sort of came to the conclusion that I didn't necessarily want to be a writer at that point in my in my life, I fell in love with with the literary world. And um, 
so, um, you know, began my, my work uh, and had the good fortune of, of connecting with Bill Gladstone and, and getting the opportunity to work with him, which has been amazing. And, um, he is, such, and in he that is process, such an inspirational person, and he has brought so many great people together. So he has. Uh, oh, he I'm has grateful an, for Bill. I'm grateful yes, for Bill. Yes, we are Dale grateful for Bill. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, in, 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 that, in the vein of bringing so many great people together, I, I have um, had the opportunity to meet so many amazing people through, through Waterside. And in that process, I love that you were talking in the beginning before I came on about the colors because, for me, um, what I love about the chakra system, the energies, you know, energy bodies of the chakra system, is it's a sort of a metaphor for everything. And the, and the way that I think, you know, as a technologist and as a math person, what happened was as I started meeting authors and I started understanding what they were doing and what they were teaching, I saw how they kind of would fit into this paradigm, you know, how each of them brought a unique gift and they were addressing a certain energy challenge in, in the person's life and helping them work through and clear that. So that's sort of the, the way that I came to envision this, this conference and, you know, and, and it all kind of rolled from there. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's very interesting. First of all, I just want to um, say many blessings on being a breast cancer survivor. And I really, really believe that we have choices in life. And you obviously chose this high road to find the enlightenment and the help and the healing that you needed in whatever way that was available, both Western and Eastern, whatever. And I'm sure uh, meeting so many of these fascinating people was part of your healing. And it's probably, you know, uh, uh, probably part of what you're doing today with the, the whole chakra conference. So let's talk a bit about the chakra conference because it really, really sounds like a very, very special event that you're doing. You have so many different people from so many different um, specialities and uh, walks of life that are coming. Tell us how you envisioned this and how it all came about. Well, that's a great question. And I want to first just kind of uh, acknowledge your point about making choices because you're absolutely right. We don't, you know, we don't get to choose what comes at us um, in life, but we do get to choose how we respond to it. And what absolutely. I, yeah. Absolutely. And what I, I love about, you know, the, what I'm doing with this conference um, is I'm, I'm really my, you know, my interest and passion here is empowering people with tools to help them do that more, more consciously, to respond rather than react to what life brings to us, and to do that with with the right tools, so that we can stay our you know in our highest self, um, you know when we when we're when we're dealing with these challenges. So um, I I you know besides meeting Bill, I also had the great opportunity to to meet Marissa Morris uh, almost I guess a year and a half ago. Um, who's an amazing clairvoyant and medium, and she's she's going to be our MC at the conference, and she's she's great. And um, some people may have seen her already on Facebook. She put a great um, meditation out this week that a lot of people have responded to, um, and has you know has had quite an impact just online. Um, so uh, you know she she and I have been actually talking about this this conference for some time also. So she was sort of a big inspiration for me as well, and then. 
just, you know, as I'd mentioned, just the idea that um, I wanted a place, you know, that was safe and that felt like um, it was collaborative where, where people could come and learn these tools and do it in a group environment because I'm a big believer that when you're in a group, um, what you learn and experience is sort of exponentially instilled. There's a sense that, you know, among, you know, while you're with others, um, that, that, that that process of healing and enlightenment can actually take hold at a deeper level than if you're alone with it. And so, I also think, too, when you're in a group environment, you inspire and encourage one another. Exactly. And that's motivation. That is a motivation in itself for change and healing and evolving. That's right. That's absolutely, that's absolutely true. And, you know, the, um, I've also been, had the, the opportunity um, to work with uh, Ray Camille of the Spirit Science on this, on this project as well. He's been, he's been wonderful and inspiring and teaching me a lot about the chakras. And, um, you know, we've been talking about Ray has a model that he calls, he calls it the Grok Givers Network. I love that. And what, it, what he was explaining to me is the difference between giving to other people who are giving and giving to people who are not you know, necessarily giving it back to you or receiving it, actually. So so this idea of being in the group setting, like you say, and having the opportunity to, to help each other and kind of bolster each other in that sense and give to each other is also fascinating because there are people now who are showing up wanting to come to the conference who are who are workers in this space, you know, not just people who are looking to be healed, but those who are healers for profession who are looking to sort of work with each other and I think those people, you know, more, more, even more than a lot of people need that because when you're working with energy and you're, and you're helping heal other people, you're also taking on or, you know, potentially taking on a lot of their stuff. And it's really important that you learn to, to manage that and clear that and keep boundaries. Um, you know, a lot of what Marissa teaches about, and it's, it's, um, it's what empowers people to be able to continue to give if they can do it in a, in a clean way that's energizing and not taxing. And you know, well, for before me- we go and talk more about the conference, I want to give the website out for the conference. It's called yes. the Complete <laughs> Chakra Clearing Conference, chakraconference.com. And I want to also say it is taking place on April 7th through 9th at the Embassy Suites in San Rafael, California. And if you go to chakraconference.com, you can find a lot of information of how to sign up and who's going to be there and what their expertise is. Now, um, Johanna, for those people who are listeners who may not understand what a chakra is or how it uh, works through our bodies, how, how, we, how we grow and evolve and what happens with us and how it can be blocked would you do a little explanation about the chakras, please? Sure, I would love to do that, and I'd love to just kind of draw a little bit on your your initial uh, entry on the show. You were talking about colors, and right. um, I've been talking to Ray about this also, and you know, the idea of each color being a chakra, and and so the chakras are really just energy centers in your body. And you hear a lot of talk about the first three chakras or the lower chakras. And you were talking about red, for example. You know, red, which is the first chakra, and it's the root. And it's also where we have our passion, you know. And without, like, kind of firing up the, you know, the, the root chakra, and again, this is just my interpretation, there's many, <laughs> um, there's, there's a sense that, you know, that's our grounding. And we need, to, we need to get grounded, but we also need, you know, some kind of 
passion, something that gets us like engaged, you know. Yeah, and we have so, to be fired up in order to get right. out of bed get in the fi- morning. That's right, get fired up. And then, you know, I'm going to talk about the orange, but I want to talk first about the yellow, and that's the third chakra, which is our is our power center. And if you think about yellow, you know, it's like it's the color, of, you know, it's the color of courage. And without, and then, it, and then, if you start thinking about the color spectrum and the mixing of those colors, so you mix the yellow and the red, and you get the orange. And the orange is, you know, that's the second chakra. There's a lot going on there, and it's where it's where there needs to be some structure. You know, there's there's passion, there's courage, and then in between that, um, you know, there is there is the structure of that, and there's there's a lot that goes on in the second chakra with things that, you know, get stuck, you know, past life issues, things that are, you know, really um, keeping you from moving up into a more conscious, enlightened place. And um, where where is the orange located on our body? The orange where is, 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 the our, is our second chakra. Okay. Yeah. And then so if we move up through from the second to the third and then into the into the fourth chakra, which is the heart, which is green, and you know, you think again, you know, you've got, you've got that orange, I mean, you've got the yellow, which is your third, and then you go up into your fifth chakra, which is your voice. Together, between your voice and your courage, you have your heart. I love that. And then, then that's where the green gets made, you know, between those two colors. And so, you know, our heart chakra, you know, without heart, we don't really have, I mean, we can we can You say, have nothing. You have to have, have heart. Right. You know, we can articulate everything we want, but without that, we don't have the ability to really, you know, experience life in that, you know, in the more full way, you know. So so then we get into the, the throat chakra, which is the fifth chakra, which is our ability to express ourselves. And, you know, when that's, when that's blocked, I mean, if we, can't, if we can feel and we have courage and we have passion, but we can't express who we are, you know, that's going to keep us... Uh, pretty stifled in life. Yeah, you know? it holds you back. It, it holds, holds you back. back. Every yeah. what you know, what I'm hearing is that every chakra has to be open and available to you. That's right. That's right. And 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 then you know, just quickly that we'll do the six and the seventh. The six is your third eye, and that's your ability to intuit what's going on in your life. We all have that in- intuition. We all have the ability to know what's really happening. You know, like even just simple things like I say, where are the car keys in our apartment or in our house? You know, if we slow down and we turn off like the brain, you know, the, the monkey chatter, we'll know those things. And then I always finally- call this, I always call it our gut instinct. Isn't, you, know, you know how you have that feeling that something's right or something's wrong or uh, it always is that, and you're normally right. You know, but we tend not to believe in that intuition that we get naturally and that That's we really right. need to trust it. Yeah, yeah. And then and then finally there's the crown chakra, which is our connection to source energy, our connection to our higher self, our higher power, uh, the divine, you know, Christ consciousness, the spirit, whatever whatever it is that you refer to as that that sort of energy bigger than you, that's something divine in the world, that, that's our connection to that. So, yeah, it's really, they're really... And um, what color is the seventh? 
The seventh is the purple. Is that purple? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because that's what I was saying. It was all purple. You know, that's the spiritual connection. That's right. That's right. And that's what you were just first talking about when I jumped on when I was listening. So Right, right. It's my very favorite color. It's always been since the time I was a little girl. And it's, it's, you know how you just sort of latch on to something and there you are. There you so are. Um, that's very, it's very exciting. Okay, so now when we go from there, what you have uh, expressed is that as a participant, people will leave the conference with new tools and they're going to be able to gain an understanding of their body's energy centers, which you were just talking about, and how they guide and influence us with our intentions, our actions, and also our reactions. But w- what I wanted to um, focus on for a minute was you also talk about rediscovering your joy and really getting connected to that, you know, the life source to tapping the source as, uh, as Bill and all of us like to say, how will people be able to do that? You know, I think that's a, that's a great question. And I, I think ultimately a lot of what keeps us disconnected from that and our ability to feel joy is fear. You know, fear to me is the opposite of joy and love. And I I think fear can manifest in many different ways and in many different, in in each of the chakras, basically. And how, you know, depending on the life experiences we've had, where we've kind of been thwarted in our efforts to, you know, be naturally joyful, which I think we come onto the planet as very joyful beings. And something, you know, something stops us in our tracks along the way, whether it be in our ability to express ourselves, in our ability, you know, in our with that not being allowed to have our feelings, having things that have happened to us that we have not allowed ourselves to, to grieve. I mean, these are things that keep us stuck. And so we, you know, as human beings need to, to re, re, you know, re-experience that joy by clearing clearing away the things that have blocked us from what is naturally, you know, our real self. You know, um, I always like to use the acronym for fear as false experiences appearing real. Yeah. And of course, when you're in the situation and you're feeling fearful, it doesn't always seem that it is, you know, that they are false, but the reality is it usually is. So, you know, if we can learn to train it to to uh, harness this fear so that we can turn that into love, then it's going to be a much better life for us. And then speaking of the fear and love and hatred at the <laughs> moment, we have so many issues happening in the world right now, politically, economically, socially, uh, spiritually. You know, there are so many refugees. There's there's just so many events happening. I really feel for the young kids coming up because it, it seems like a very scary world, a very fearful world. What do you think this event can do to bring maybe actually more, you know, harness that chaos, maybe ma- yeah. make more love happen? Yes. Because well, I, I, feel, I, I think it's like prayer when you pray. You know, when people pray together, I don't know how it happens, but magic happens. So yeah. it feels like this conference can do the same. Well, that's and that's what I really created this conference 
to achieve. And I, you know, I, I think like we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation, I have a very full life. I probably, you know, somebody could look at this and say, you have no business doing this. <laughs> you have way too many other things to do, which is all true, but I, I really feel called because yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, I think it's more than called. It's a mission for you and it's a passion. You're yeah. very passionate about this. You also lived through an experience with having breast cancer and going through all the traditional things, as well, all the different things that we go through when we have a life-threatening um, occurrence. And what you want to do is share the knowledge that you've learned and also share the healing that you know is out there. That's right. That's absolutely right. And I, and I, and I want to dispense that to as many people as I can in as condensed amount of time as I can, and this is the best way I could think of to do it. <laughs> well, I, and you know, I applaud you for offering this to the world and to all who can attend because you really are helping. And, you know, there's that, there's that whole paradigm of life in that the more we help others, the more we help ourselves. And it takes us a long time to realize that sometimes. That's right. But, you know, it, in giving... You're also giving back to yourself because it's so joyful to That's see right. other people succeed and to see other people happy and to see other people being um, being loved and cared for and healed. So yeah. let's give out the website again because we definitely want people to sign up and go um, to it. And is that the correct website that I am giving out? The it Shopping is. It is. And okay. also, just before we give that out again, I also want to remind everyone that you can also attend the event online. We have a full webcast of all the events going on on the weekend, all the learning events. So if you can't physically get there, we, you can go to the website, which is www.chakraconference.com and you can sign up for the webcast but we really hope you can get there in person it's going to be an, an amazing event with some really powerful healers and speakers who've never come together before so that in itself is going to be great you know, uh, it's. I think with your technology background, you're able to do it online as well as in person. I think that's a huge kiddo to you. <laughs> Thank you. you yeah, know, I worked some, about For that. people who can't get there, they can still experience it. And you could also, you know, um, have your a partners or a friend or something and perhaps do it together online so yeah. that you know you're not feeling like you're alone well Johanna this is going to be a wonderful event and I know that you're going to be very blessed just for putting it on and all the wonderful people that you have coming when I look at the list they really are the movers and shakers in the world of of healing and personal growth and achievement and, and light and love so the the guests at the conference are going to really have a fantastic fantastic time and who knows you might get another book out of it yes <laughs> that would be interesting <laughs> we you never know with you doing that know. well i wish you every success in your life not only as a uh, literary agent a consultant a mom a wife and now an organizer of this um, of this amazing amazing shockware conference but you know i don't have to wish you success because I know that you have already been bestowed with all the blessings and love and luck that you need because that's all luck is, is that when we are making our own good fortunes, which is what you're doing. 
Thank you, Cynthia. And thank you so much for having me on your show. It's been really great. Oh, well, it's a, it's a, my pleasure to have yeah. you on. I'm the one that's honored. ChakraConference.com. Don't forget that you can be there in person, which is totally recommended. Or if you're not able to attend, please sign up and go to the conference online. It's going to be absolutely awesome. And the people that you're going to meet will be absolutely life-changing. You may not even need to know that your life needs changing. It's evolving right now. And just by listening to this show, you have made that choice. Thank you uh, so much, Johanna, for being with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, to share your highest good and your highest self. And I know that this event is going to bring that to everyone who participates. Uh, My gratitude to you for sharing and my gratitude to Bill Gladstone for introducing us. Yes, thank you, Bill. (laughs) He's the connector. He's the connector that helps us all be the best that we can be and helps us tap into our source. Yay. Well, thank you, Johanna. Don't forget chakraconference.com. I'm Cynthia Bryan. When I come back from break, we're going to be talking about the other C for today, college evaluation applications. And we know we have a lot of young people that are looking forward to this. Don't go away. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We are coming to you live. We're on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America, and we're here with you every Wednesday live, 4 to 5 p.m. I'll be right back. Grab another cup of tea. Let's check out ChakraConference.com. Don't go away. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to reinvent yourself? In today's rapid pace of change, today's successful job may be outdated tomorrow. Your level of success in business and in life will depend on your ability to adapt, transition, and reinvent yourself. It's important not to get stagnant and to greet change as an opportunity for growth. You will always be valuable for what you do best, but being able to modify your skills to meet the emphasis of a technological world will serve you best in the long haul. The age 65 retirement model is going to be abandoned soon, and that means increasingly important criteria for hobbies and avocations for everyone, no matter what your age. Your livelihood may be dependent on the reinvention of you, so get prepared and just do it. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com or to book a consultation, you can call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. 
Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, I hope that you are partying with us today here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where we have a power party every single week. I really love being your host and your lifestyle coach and your empowerment architect. And today we've been doing the three C's, colors, chakras, and now we're moving to colleges. And of course, as I said in the very beginning with our miracle moment, that everything is choice. Everything we can choose to be happy. We can choose to be sad. It's all up to us. So now as we get to college evaluations, one of the things that I've done over the years as a writer and a coach is I work with young people and helping them craft a really, really great letter to the university and crafting their story. But when it comes to applicants, what do colleges and universities look for? I know that it's always really a scary thing. And there are many factors that play a role in a successful college admissions. And sometimes the decisions of the admission officers are very puzzling. I mean, one student with a really strong academic record may be turned down, while a classmate with less impressive grades is accepted. I mean, we never know what the reasons behind it are. So here are just a few shreds of light, let's say, about the important factors that most colleges consider when they are reviewing applications. Number one is the academic record. Now, the academic record is the heart of the application. Academic courses taken, grades achieved, They show evidence of the student's ability to handle the demands of college. Now, going beyond the minimum recommended for admission to a particular school is always viewed very favorably. I know a lot of the students that I work with, you know, they're they're in high school. Some of them are in junior high, and they're taking college courses during the summer, or they're doing a Stanford study or something at Cal or something. It's very, very interesting because they really want to boost their their, uh, college admissions. Now, the AP exams, colleges look to see if the student took advantage of additional challenging coursework that was offered at their high school. Advanced placement classes, honors classes. If you show strong performance in these classes, it indicates that a student is prepared to do college-level work. Now, I remember when I was in high school and I was taking all these very advanced uh, classes, advanced placement and honors classes, and in those days, they on your report card, it didn't differentiate that it was an advanced or an honors class, and it was so frustrating because um, and you could get an A in what kids would call a Mickey, something that was really, really simple, a class, and you could get a B in an advanced class, 
And uh, the A would be looked at it as at, from colleges as being the more important. So I'm glad that today on the reports, it actually indicates so that admissions officers know what you're taking. They're familiar with the high schools that are located in their regions and to which they're assigned, and they know which courses are really tough. So they also know some of the teachers, and they know who's more generous with grades, and they also know who are less generous. And that's why it's recommended for students who are up to the added rigor of advanced placement coursework to be sure to take and do their best on the nationally administered advanced placements exams. Now, of course, then we have standardized testing. The SAT and the ACT, they do play an important role in admissions. I've never been a fan of either of these tests, but these are tests that are often viewed as objective measures of readiness for college because they are independent of the grading standards of high schools. But the tests are not without their critics, and there are concerns about what the tests are really measuring, and that's always been my big concern. The recent revamping of both the ACT and the SAT this past year, they have not quelled that debate over the, over the power of the exams for college success. But nevertheless, most schools still rely heavily on test scores to make admission decisions as well as assign merit aid to students. So a strong test preparation from providers who, um, who want to keep up to date with content and strategies often can help a student elevate their scores significantly. Now, a lot of times that price tag is high. So unfortunately, if you are in a, um, a lower income bracket or your family can't afford to hire some outside help, that is really hard. I do think that the best test preparation is to do well in your high school coursework, do a lot of reading, a lot of writing. And a student who has content under control, they can limit their test prep to test taking strategies like building stamina for the long test and careful attention to timing during the exam. The timing is also another big one. Now we get to the extracurricular records. Schools today they try to admit a well-rounded freshman class rather than a well-rounded student. So colleges look for students that are fully engaged in a few significant activities beyond the classroom. They just like they're just like an employer. They want to see that you have done work outside the class. Um, they're not impressed by somebody who's bouncing from one thing to the next, acquiring minimal skill sets along the way. And they're unimpressed by a student who presents a long list of short-term activities. But if you can create depth and uh, rather than breadth in your extracurricular activities, that you want to participate for long terms. That, like on the school debate, you know, if you win local, regional, or even national competitions, that's valued more highly volunteering for a charity, not just for one project or a couple of months, but for several years, that shows well. The same is true for music, sports, sciences, the arts, you know, as well as actually working. And then leadership, there's little doubt that selective schools like to see evidence of leadership. That shows a level of participation that signals that a student who is intellectually curious, independent, enthusiastic, somebody who's going to add a vibrancy to the can, you know, to the campus. If you're president of a club or you're the editor of your school newspaper or you hold an office at your school, these are all good leadership positions and they can extend 
beyond the local, the regional, the state organization is even more notable. I mean, I was really, really big in the 4-H club and won many state and national awards when I was a teen. And that really, really catapulted me uh, because I had been with it since I was eight years old. So they look for that, that longevity Uh, there's a disturbing trend towards students setting up a club at school and then doing little or nothing with them. They'll just set up a club because they want to be the president or something. That really doesn't work. So let's put things in perspective before I wrap it up. There are many good colleges in the U.S., and every high school student who puts in their best effort academically is going to be admitted to a college. And don't forget that community colleges are a great jumping stone or a stepping stone to going to a four-year college. Now, not every student is cut out for managing several AP classes every term, and they shouldn't try to. So if you haven't participated in a lot of um, leadership roles and you don't have a lot of that, a community college might be a great thing for you. And students with substantial responsibilities in the home, they're exhibiting leadership qualities as well. Now, finally, just spend time carefully writing out thoughtful essays that really highlight your strengths. That is the key. And if you follow some of these guidelines and you have a well-balanced, well well-matched college list, you're going to get your share of positive responses. And yes, it's good to reach for the stars, but also remember that where you end up is where you're supposed to be. There is a circle to life and there is something about it. So thank you so much for being great listeners and being with me here every week to help inspire and motivate you to your best self, to your best greatness. You really can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions, any of my books, or getting a coaching or a consultation, please visit CynthiaBryan.com. You can call the studio 925-377-STAR. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are, 501c3 charity, and we hope you will, visit bethestarur.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. I want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Read a book this week. It's like a garden in your cop- in your pocket. And also visit chakraconference.com and really consider going. So imagine your dreams as if they already exist, speak as if they already exist, and act as if they already exist. And you know what? They will exist. And until next week, when we celebrate together once again, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. And be here next Wednesday, 4 to 5. Thank you so much for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, 
entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.